ora and welcome to the Authentic Connection podcast. My name is Tish and I am so pleased that you have found your way here. In each inspiring conversation on Authentic Connection, myself or Laura will dive into what it takes to slow down in this fast-paced and distracted world. We'll also be looking at how we can find true and deep authentic connection. It's a space where we will share stories and wisdom and learn from each other's journeys. I have been on a journey recently creating a sacred drum with feather song drums who are based in Parapara Umu. And I've been spending a lot of time alone connecting with this drum and just allowing the vibrations from the drum to travel through me, which has helped me slip deeper into meditation and I feel like I'm really connecting with Papa Tuanuku. Also over the past year I have been exploring shifting energy within my physical body trying to unblock blockages that I know are there on a physical level likely linked to something on a energetic emotional level. So I bought three singing bowls. I have a root, heart and throat chakra. So these alongside my drum I'm feeling very excited about the journey ahead which is really (laughs) the inner journey. Um, And I was very inspired to explore sound as a healing therapy after experiencing my first sound journey with Brian Burneyman. So Brian has featured at Honeypot Ceremonies and he took us through a really powerful experience probably just over a year ago. So what is sound healing? I guess if you're looking into a sound healing session, you would see people lying on a yoga mat. They might be cozy with a blanket and maybe even a pillow. And then you would also see the facilitator playing sacred instruments such as crystal sound bowls, wind chimes, pan hands, drums. There's so many. (laughs) And the idea is that the, the person lying there All they have to do is lie there and just experience the sound and the vibrations washing over them. So these sound experiences, they are something that is just so accessible because all you have to do is lie there and and allow the magic to happen. Um, And like most modalities in the wellness space, sound baths are very experiential. But most people I've talked to that have experienced one have definitely gone back again. So I had the pleasure of chatting with Brian who is a sound healer, Tibetan yoga facilitator and a space holder for meditation and qigong. He's also the founder of Conscious Action. Brian is full of ancient wisdom teachings and in this conversation Brian tells us what sound healing is and how it works. We also dive into the concept that everything is energy how our bodies live in the present and can be a gateway to being here in the now. And we even dabble into portals and how they are a window of opportunity if we choose to use it. So without further ado, here is our conversation. Welcome Brian, so exciting to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me, lovely to be here with you. I know, it's we haven't seen each other in a long time, so it's nice to connect again in person. Definitely, yes. (laughs) So good. 
So for this podcast, I am so curious to talk to you because you have definitely inspired my journey and I'd love to know what has led you to where you are now in your life. I think a lot of it is my parents. I am super grateful for the parents that I have. I'm super inspired by them and the life that they laid and how they were able to change and grow. And that really was something that when I was a teenager, it really inspired me into seeing what was that they were doing and just being able to try things out. They were doing this and that. And I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. And I fell in love with some of those things and reading all of these spiritual and self-help books. And that really was kind of like, okay, like, I think that this is my path. Mm. And I'm really, really blessed that I was able to get into it as a teenager and not like way after in my life. Because this, I think that gave me such an amazing foundation for now the last 17 years of my life yeah that's so amazing that's I think that that's a really beautiful thing that your parents were able to provide that for you when you were younger was there any I mean thinking back it might be sort of tricky to remember but there might be something that sticks out as being a big aha moment or like you had like an epiphany about whoa this is my path yeah I I think I had three things that I can remember (laughs) one was the first time that I felt energy in between my hands and that I actually, more than that, it was that I read in one of the books that it's called The Reconnection by Eric Pearl, Mm -hmm. that he was talking about what I was experiencing. I was like, oh, wow, this is actually a thing. And I was feeling that energy and that was kind of like validated in a sense of Mm -hmm. my experience. Then with that, it was when I went to my Reiki teacher. Uh, I went to see him just as a, to have a Reiki session. And then basically I asked him like, oh, this is amazing. Like, can you teach me how to do this? And he was like, yeah, I can teach you. And I was like, cool. Like, what's the process and how much does it cost? And he just stopped for a moment. And after, I don't know, 30 seconds of silence, He's like, I was just told that it's free for you because Mm. you're going to help a lot of people with this. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. And then the third thing was the first class of Tibetan yoga that I did. Like, I was doing a lot of different yoga styles before and a lot of different practices. But the first class of Tibetan yoga, I was like, whoa, (laughs) what's this happening? And I was hooked and... I've done that practice ever since. So those things were really big aha moments. Mm. And on top of that, everything else that throughout those years and later on, like I've been experiencing all of that, I think that it's kind of like, even those aha moments are those big things. Every little step was something that helped me really. Totally. Every single little step has been a prerequisite to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I guess wellness recipe, you've got sound healing, you've got your Tibetan yoga, qigong and meditation, all of these things. And so I guess you've 
sort of pitch them up all along the way and mm. do you see them you know they all kind of work together in a way don't they yeah and this is one of the interesting things i think about all of the at least most of the techniques or traditions that i've been inspired by or i have practiced or learned about they all fit together Mm. I think I, I can't remember what it was, but it was once something that I went to to a workshop to learn, and I was like, actually, this contradicts everything else. <laughs> so that didn't resonate with me. But mm. all of the different techniques for me are a different configuration of the same about wholeness and well-being, and in a sense, perfection. If we want to call it like that, it's all about like understanding what I am and what we are in terms of energy beings mm. and that there is always more about remembering and always about that sense of unlearning that conditioning to return to what we truly are. And all of these different tools, they all fit together and they just use a different language, a different framework, but they're all the same. Mm, there's many paths to reach the same place or mm -hmm. the same, yeah, unity. Yeah, definitely. And and it's all, for me, it's all about what resonates with people. Mm. And I know that for some people, what I do doesn't resonate and for some people it will resonate. I think that the more that we allow that to be how things are, the better it is instead of trying to get people to be like, this is this is the answer, like it has helped me. So it, it is the answer. It's not like, no, that's the answer for me. Mm. And it might be the answer for some other people, but other people might need to go and learn, even if it's the same thing, perhaps someone will resonate with me and someone will resonate with you and or with anybody else. So allowing that to go with the feelings Mm. really is something important and that is something that a lot of people in our modern society are not in touch with it's they are not in touch with their feelings which then makes yeah. all of that more challenging totally yeah even before when you were talking about all of the things that were prerequisite for your journey those are all completely unique to you and i think it's important everybody you know knows that our paths are all going to be different and different things will work for different people um, and sound healing is something that definitely has worked for me so one of my first encounters with you was at your sound healing class and when I had that experience I felt like I had traveled into another dimension so there was a resonance for me and it has continued to shape my journey would you like to explain to us what sound healing is and how it works? Yeah, so for me, and this is one of the hardest things to explain because sound healing, as well as a lot of the other practices, but sound healing especially, is such an experiential thing. Mm. Really what we are working on when we're working with sound healing or sound journeys or some bath or some meditation, however we want to call it, is that we're working with the energy and the vibration of the instruments that I'm playing to enable a change and get into that place of resonance with all of the people that are in this space. So basically, we're all 
vibrating at certain frequencies. And this is one of the things that, side note, like dimensions, <laughs> like that when people talk about spiritual dimensions and all of that, that is literally a change of frequency. It's just like the radio, you change it. That's what it is. So when we're working with the sound healing, that is partly what we are doing. It's trying to get everyone in the space that are vibrating at a certain frequency, changing that frequency into a more coherent vibration. And depending on what I am intending to do, because for me, the intention is a big part of the energy work. The intention that I put in each session when I'm playing, then the experience is going to be different. So, for example, now I have a few Tibetan singing bowls, a few crystal singing bowls, and a few other shamanic instruments. And all of them do something slightly different, but everything is based so that your cells and your entire energy being actually starts vibrating at that different frequency, depending on whether I am trying to get people to feel more relaxed or more open and loving or actually to journey somewhere and to perhaps see things. That is the aim. And for me, one of the things is that when our energy and our cells and all of our being starts to vibrate in a more coherent frequency, we unlock our power to actually heal ourselves and to actually connect. Because that's the thing that we all have that capability, mm. but it's kind of like somehow we lost the key to the door. And for me, sound, sound healing is one of those keys that works so well because in a sense, there's nothing that you need to do. Like you can just lay down get cozy <laughs> be there and it's like wow you know and of course not everyone is going to experience it again going back to how people feel and resonate but it is such an amazing tool that i i've been using more and more and more just because that's what a lot of people have been asking me to do and and it's something that i find that the energy work with that and vibrational work, now it's starting to actually get to a place where it's more and more people are open to it. I see it here in New Zealand. It's like the last two years, I've seen a lot more people doing it. Uh, whereas before when I came like almost six years ago, no one knew what it was. Yeah. Uh, and it was hard like uh, to get people to be open to it until they experience it. Mm. Once people experience it, I find that it's like, whoa. But until that moment, you know, it's what is it and all of that, I find it such an amazing tool. And interestingly enough, it was sometime last year that I was doing one of the sessions and I felt the need to open my mouth and to allow sound to come out. And... I've been doing a lot of chanting before, but I never had what happened last year that was like this throat chanting and really deep. And I was like, whoa, where did this come from? And you were tapped in. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. And ever since then, like depending on 
you know, it's not that I do it all of the time, but like I've been actually using it as as another sound for the sessions because it was something that it was like, oh, okay, like, hello, this is there, it's coming through. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it's amazing. And, and it's not something that I learned. It's just something that just came through. Yeah, you were channeling. Yeah. Yeah, I think that for anybody holding space, it's quite, like, it's really beautiful to allow yourself to drop into that space and just to see what comes through you know like as someone holding space you really have to be out of your mind Mm. and be you know in your heart space yeah and there is i i just finished recently a three-year training on family constellations which is an amazing tool and my teacher used to say like every time that we would start the sessions emptying out everything we need to be like completely kind of like hollow Mm. to allow the energy to play its role and then we basically interact with that energy in the space and i think that for me this is something that it's been really interesting because of course when i started leading and facilitating spaces it wasn't as it is now many many years later now i'm super comfortable and now I can allow myself to go in and to not having planned it like I can go to a class Mm -hmm. and be like okay I'm going to sense what is the feeling in the room where everyone is at and now I'm going to actually start leading that class with what I feel like it's necessary in that moment Mm, that's really magical I'm currently on a yin facilitator training with Sarah also from Honeypot and yeah we've been doing like one-on-ones and then we did like a big group session where each person got to lead the group and then throughout the day you know all these different shapes come out and the energy is constantly moving and flowing and what you thought you might do actually becomes totally irrelevant because what you really have to do is feel into the moment what does everybody need in that moment how can you hold the best space in that moment so yeah total resonance with that Mm. could you so we've talked a lot about energy and I guess for some people listening the idea of an energy being or that we're exchanging energies constantly might be a little bit foreign. I'm not sure. And for some people, it'll be, you know, that'll resonate with them. Mm. So would you like to dive into the space of energy? Mm. Yeah. So for me, one of the big things with this, and this is interesting that you mentioned, because for me, one of the aims that I have, or one of my missions is to get people that are a little bit more skeptic about this to understand it. And Usually when I run workshops, and especially if I'm going to like run a workshop or a class at a business, and like I know that not all of the employees there are open to this, it's getting people to understand a little bit more that. And using a little bit of science, because a lot of us, we are really logical, we do believe that side more than perhaps that which we cannot touch and see. Even though we cannot do that in science either, we are just believing someone that has done some examinations or something. But for me, like everything is energy. There is nothing that is not energy. And both science and spirituality say the same. 
different words, different reasons and everything, but the understanding that there is, if I look at my hand, I see skin, right? I see a hand. But if I actually use a microscope, I won't see that. I will start, like, the deeper that I go, the more that I understand that there is no such a thing as skin there. There is energy, there's atoms, and there's, like, molecules and all of that. And if you continue going deeper and deeper and deeper, you get to that place of seeing that that is the reality. And how do we comprehend that each and every single moment, this, my body, my vehicle, which I believe that this is Brian, how do I understand that it's all of the time actually this energy that is just moving and vibrating at different speeds, which make me experience that there is this thing as my body, but it's actually all of the time changing. And the more that I open myself to that being a possibility, the more that I open myself to understand that there's no separation between me and you or between me and the space around me because the space around us now, in between us, it's not empty. There's energy and that energy is moving. And if I can allow myself to be open to that, then I can relate to life differently. And I can relate to myself differently because if I understand that energy is everything and energy changes, like that's what energy does, it changes, it moves, it transforms, then I can understand that nothing is fixed, which means that whatever I am going through, if it's, especially if it's something difficult or challenging or if I'm sick, that can change. And sometimes it is that from that energetic standpoint that I can work on that. And that is sometimes why when I'm doing energy work or energy healing, I can't explain it, but I see with my clients, it's like, oh, something changed. I'm like, yes, like I still cannot explain it, but it is, it is that openness to that possibility mm. that when we allow that, how different life is if we allow ourselves to see that as a possibility. And that is one of the things for me that it's always that is like, can we allow ourselves to be open to life being differently than what we think that it is? And I love, like you mentioned before, synchronicity. For me, synchronicity, I love that word. I love <laughs> that concept. And one day, one of my teachers actually, what she said really stuck with me, that she said, why do you think that synchronicity is only happened in those moments and not everything is synchronicity? It's just that you are not aware enough to notice that everything is synchronicity. Totally. Everything happens like for either a reason, whether we believe that everything is destined to be or we are co-creating it with everyone. Like it's how can I develop enough awareness and enough openness to see all of this mm. that is not the norm. And that's how we can start to really shift. You know, we've all got a reality at the moment and it's how much do we believe that current reality mm. and then is that reality the truth? Mm. And what is truth? <laughs> and what is reality? And this, mm. is, this is where I think that this is a fascinating world because 
it's not denying that what is what I'm seeing or what it's you know like what's on perhaps if you watch TV like what's on TV or what's on the news or all of those things it's not denying that that is happening but knowing that yes that is happening but also there's another layer of what is happening and there's all of these different levels it's not higher or lower but it's just all of these different spaces and things that are happening at the same time and can I open myself to experience more than one and the more that I do that the, the less stuck I am in my own opinions and my own judgments and my own views so the more that I can open myself to these different perspectives life it's amazing that's a magical place mm, yeah yeah have you had any recent experience of synchronicity and you're like ah there it is again <laughs> Uh, I think that lately I've been actually seeing so much of this as that I've been trying to see with each and every single moment. And lately I've been meeting with some people that are really amazing people. And I'm like, ah, like, you know, like, I'm going to help you do this or I'm going to help you do that or let's collaborate and do this. And that just came out of the blue. And I think that that's the thing. It's 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 not that. It's actually like there was a synchronicity with that, and things just happened because I've been creating that. Mm. And there is this really interesting thing that I think that for a lot of people that they they know it that the law of attraction and all of that. The law of attraction for those that have heard of it, it's really like, you know that manifesting. Mm. And there is a key element in that that I think that a lot of people are missing that is your energy your energy state to be then manifesting something is really important so you need to be that really open high vibrational perhaps loving or kind or grateful state to actually allow for things to come so I've been having a lot of those things happen just because I'm open to it. And of course, I'm nowhere near perfection. I am nowhere near enlightenment. I'm still on my path and, like, and I'm a long way from it. And the more that I learn and the more that I experience, the more that I know that I don't know. Mm, being able to realize there's so much we don't know and be okay with that is so powerful. So... For listeners, how can you notice and become aware of when we have slipped into a state of being triggered, so that state of reacting rather than responding? Is there a practice, something that can bring you back to your authentic self? Well, th there's a lot of different things. I think that one of the fastest things for me is that our body, the actual physical body, that lives in the present. That is the fastest way of getting grounded. And what I what I did, and now is my basic default, let's call it, or my, my normal way of being, is that is being aware of my food, being aware of how my energy is interacting down with the earth, so whether it is that I'm standing or that I'm sitting down, so then it's from my bottom, perhaps, connecting to the earth, that enables me to be grounded all of the time. 
And I think that this is huge and being able to to feel and slowing down. The more that we slow down, the more that we learn how to slow down, the easier it is for us to notice what it is and to respond to life instead of reacting. So that responding is if something is happening, I am experiencing it, which means I am feeling it, not thinking about it, really feeling it with my body and not getting into that emotional state, which then that comes with a reaction, is the actual direct experience. So if I have a tingly feeling in my fingers, that's it. I don't need to figure out, in a sense, what that means or how that, like, I can actually do something with that. It's like, can I stay with that feeling in my hand? Can I stay with that feeling in my chest, in my heart, or in my belly, in my gut, whatever it is that I'm feeling that? And can I stay with that for a moment? And the longer that I can stay with that, the easier it's going to be to be here, to be here now in this moment, to be with what it is and to be able to respond to life. Because this is one of the things that, for me, having practiced for a long time Tibetan Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism and Buddhism in general, a lot of it is that middle way. And I, a lot of people think that that means that you are kind of like blah, <laughs> that there's no, you know, those highs and lows. And that's not it, it's that. It's that learning how to manage that and to be able to, to be in the moment and to be more with the feelings and what it is. And then I can choose how to respond to life. Like I can be really, you know, like exciting and I can be super like euphoric or I can be really chilled by choice, not by reaction. And when there's no space, there is no choice. So if if things are happening and you immediately react, then you know that most likely that's what's happening you're reacting you're not responding to life again nothing wrong with that we're all conditioned and we're all like being conditioned through life to act in this way and life is super fast nowadays and it's actually really interesting when i see spaces where i can't allow myself to actually take a moment to respond because people are expecting something now <laughs> fast. It's like, what would happen if now after you ask me something, I would stay for 30 seconds silent <laughs> and be like, <laughs> you know, like here, yes, we can potentially edit it out on the podcast. But in person, how many people are comfortable with if I ask you, how are you? You taking 30 seconds to feel and then respond like that. It's such a different way of responding to life and it's something that most people are not used to. So being able to build a foundation for creating space that doesn't allow, that then on an everyday life basis doesn't take that long. So the more that I experience how to expand time the less on the linear time I need to take to do that. And that, like, I mean, that's only something that people can experience it. If you have ever been on what it's called the zone, 
when things kind of like slow down, mm. that is really like that is that expansion of time. That is understanding that the linear time is still going normally as like people are experiencing it, but our experience is way deeper. So then we're able to do more to experience more in the same amount of time. And that just takes practice to, to be able to get into that space all of the time. Yeah, I guess that's the journey, isn't it, to, to practice. And then through time, <laughs> through yeah. linear time, we start to expand our experience mm. of time. Yeah, and yeah. it's something, you know, that I find we live in a society nowadays that everything is the quick fix and we don't practice enough and we want to get things without that practice and some things, yes, some things happen really, really fast. But are we willing to do the work necessary? And that doesn't mean that, you know, like we need to be like only doing that or that everything is heavy and all of this deep like shadow work and all of that. But we need to do something and finding what is that something that people do and for a lot of people they don't realize that they are already meditating because they have an idea that meditation is that sitting cross-legged close your eyes like if someone is at work and they are in the flow and they're in the zone like in front of the computer they are in it like if someone is going for a walk or going swimming or running or whatever it is that they are doing like if that's the way that they connect then you're doing it like there's uh, you're really doing that part so it's finding where people are and how they are engaging with life yeah yeah and again it's that everybody's journey is different everybody's going to become more aware in a different way mm. and that that is totally cool yeah yeah so when we are experiencing a feeling in our body and maybe we're like angry or in a, in, in a state of fear or there's some kind of emotion that's coming through that's quite tense mm. and you can if you slow down for a moment you can feel that in the body mm. do you have any ways that you can like any sort of practice that mm. you can help to clear that yeah well or shift the energy yes so basically one thing is using the breath the breath really helps us to slow down. So allowing the breath, if, for example, if I'm experiencing what you just mentioned, that, you know, anxiety or stress or something in my chest, let's say, if I can give myself the time and the space to perhaps, you know, sit down and close my eyes, bring my awareness to that space and trying to keep on bringing it down so that I'm not thinking about it. So then I start experiencing, you know, there's a feeling there. This is not that anxiety or that pressure. There is just, you know, that intense feeling in my chest. So starting to connect and see that feeling as just that, that energy that is there and it's really intense and then slowing down my breath. So perhaps if needed, I can do a count and I can either do with inhale and exhale, perhaps counting to four or to five and then slowing it down a little bit more. If it's possible, slowing it down as well in the four parts of the breath. So the inhaling, the holding, the exhaling and the holding. 
this really allows our entire being to slow down. If we're able to slow down the breath and continue to focus on that, because the more that I maintain my awareness in one space and that energy that is there, energy by itself is going to change and transform by itself. I don't really need to do anything other than allow it. Mm. So what we usually do is that we are not allowing it. We are, by not allowing ourselves to experience that, that creates that blockage. So if I give myself the time to sit with that, to slow down my breath, to bring my awareness and my attention into that space without that judgment of what it means, can I just be with that and be with that and be with that? And eventually... That's going to transform. The thing there is staying with it until that happens. Because most of the time we're just going to get distracted by some thoughts that are coming in and are going to get into that. So then we're losing touch with that and we're not allowing ourselves to process that feeling. So I remember, for example, like once... Uh, some years ago when I was in a relationship and my ex that time broke up with me and I just went and I just sat down because I was like, I need to process this. If I don't process this, this is going to go with me for the rest of my life. So I just sat down and I felt occurred. What are their feelings about this? And I started feeling, you know, there were some in my chest, some in my belly. and like So I just sat with that. And after, I don't know, I think it was like 40 minutes or something like that, I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm bringing that into mind, the fact that we just broke up that relationship and there weren't any, you know, emotions. So then I was like, okay, now I'm good. That doesn't mean that, you know, I didn't want the relationship to continue or anything like that, but I was able to experience and process the feelings. So being able to give ourselves that opportunity and that chance to, when we're experiencing something, truly bring our awareness into that, to slow down if needed, to do that, that is really helpful because then if not, we're always carrying that with us. Mm. Yeah, and I think in the modern world, because a lot of us perhaps don't have that time to slow down that's what you know we are carrying stuff around and we actually haven't had the chance to fully experience and just let go Mm, yes Mm. and and it's not you know it's no one's fault it's the way that most of us have been conditioned and not everyone is able to like I do by choice or by life circumstances to actually do like I know that I'm super privileged the fact that I was able to to practice all of these things and to go and live in the middle of a mountain in a retreat center and practice this full-time for a few years to then coming back to society and being able to have that foundation, I know that that is not common. And I know that for a lot of people, this is like a lot of work. And some of these things comes back to understanding, you know, the more that we know that that is a possibility, then it's our choice because everyone has 24 hours and it's our choice of how we're using them. 
and it's perfectly okay if I choose to watch five hours of TV or like you know scrolling through Facebook and Instagram for like two hours or whatever. Like that's perfectly okay if that's your choice. But you can also choose to instead of doing all of that, spend half an hour every day doing something for your well-being, whether that is you know going for a walk or going to the garden or doing some practice that resonates with you. And understanding that we need to nourish ourselves from all of these different perspectives. And when my vehicle is actually in a good place, I am in a good place. And when my vehicle is not in a good place, I won't be able to get done the things that I want to get done. So it is part of this thinking in a sense more expanded and more globally and thinking, you know, this having this balance of thinking in, towards the future, sort of thinking like globally and thinking, you know, now. And how do we balance that? How do we balance that living in the present fully with living as well in the future? And the more that I can see all of that, the more that I can be like, okay, if tomorrow I want to be well, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> and I need to get a good night's sleep. Mm. And that is the things that, the more that I understand how to take care of myself and to be soft with myself and to be gentle to myself, the easier it is for me to then fully show up the rest of the time when I'm not sleeping or when I'm not doing that. And still, it's I'm being kind with myself, but I'm showing up in the world with more energy and fully me without me being dragged down by all of these, you know, stressed feelings or whatever it is that I'm, I'm being, like, torn about. So I can actually fully show up in the world and I can truly show up for others and bring what I believe that it is that each of us are bringing a gift into the world of moving our own medicine and we're all unique and when we allow ourselves to be well enough to then show up and to bring this into the world we create magic so we need to allow ourselves to actually do that to be well so then we can actually show up for everyone else mm, so good resonates so much mm. Yeah, beautiful. So with all of this in mind, what does a day in the life of Brian look like? What are your practices in a day? Hmm. It depends on the day, uh, but I I wake up. I usually sleep. Now, lately, in like this last two years, I sleep around eight, eight and a half hours, allowing myself to get a really good night's sleep. Wake up, do meditation, then I do some of my Tibetan yoga practice and a little bit more meditation. Actually, going back, the first thing that I do as, as soon as I wake up is I do mantras in my head. It's the first thing that I do before I, before I even open my eyes, like in the moment that I wake up. And nowadays it's just automatic. I don't have to think about it. Uh, by mantra... Like some people think, you know, this, like perhaps uh, in Sanskrit, my mantra is actually in Spanish, uh, <laughs> which in English would be love, light, and peace. Love, light, and peace. And I keep on repeating that. So then I do my, my morning practice. Then I make 
my breakfast. I make a smoothie every single day. I'm vegan and I eat quite a healthy, whole food, plant-based diet. So I make a nice, nice smoothie. I prep my lunch. I go to the office. My office, I use a co-working space nearby. So I just walk there and I spend some time there uh, doing some of the work for my business, for conscious action and seeing clients. If I have clients that day, connecting with the people around. And then around five-ish, I go back home. I make dinner and then... I do a little bit of perhaps watching something on TV. Not on TV, on my computer, really. Like, perhaps watching... I love to watch comedies. Like, <laughs> I love to laugh every day. Uh, and one of the best ways for me is to watch a TV show or to watch a movie, something that it's nice like that. Then go to bed. That is kind of like regular day, unless I have events or classes and stuff like that. So then that makes a difference. But... My life, I live quite a slow pace in terms of that. Like, not many people make their own breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, or have the time to wake up and do their, like, half an hour or one hour or an hour and a half practice. And then in the evening, I always make sure as well before going to sleep that I I do a little bit of practice. And it always changes. Sometimes I read some books. Sometimes I listen to a meditation or sometimes I do my own thing without any external props, let's say. So, yeah, it's it's quite nice. And I love to switch it up, though, mm. so that I don't get stuck into the habits because then I start to lose awareness of what I'm doing. So a small thing, for example, is that every single day to work, I walk from a different path. Yeah, beautiful. So it's always something like slightly different. So I might be doing what seems like the same thing, but always slightly different. And in the office, instead of a chair, I use a ball. So I can bounce and I can allow myself to be a little bit more aware of my posture and everything during during the day. So there's always all of these little things that I incorporate to make sure that I am making the most of my day. Mm, amazing. And then just quickly, do you want to give us a little rundown on conscious action? Yeah. So I started conscious action mid-2018 with a friend, Kayla. We used to work together. The entire idea with conscious action really is to be able to raise awareness of different topics that relate to well-being and sustainability. So everything that relates to you, your relationship with others and your relationship with the world and the universe. So we touch on a lot of different topics with the aim of raising awareness about them and taking action. So that is one of the aspects that with a lot of the events, for example, that I used to go to, I noticed like, ah, oh, they are, you know, showing us all of these amazing things. And then it's like, okay, like, how do I incorporate that into my life? So the idea is really to be able to inspire people to take that next step for them and to find a way to connect with the topic and then being able to come up with what is the next step for them. Not comparing to others, not pointing fingers, whatever you are, 
that is what you need to focus on and taking that next step. So we've been focusing a lot on both that more mental and spiritual well-being and a lot on sustainability and how to live a lower footprint in the world but having a bigger impact. Mm. And that is, uh, in a sense, what the main focus is as well as creating community, so connection and creating community. So for the first few years, we've been running a lot of events, and now this last year, we started as well a podcast, and we are developing now some online courses and some coaching programs and a few other things that I'm really excited about because like, it was like, okay, I need to like put all of this together and a little bit more, especially this year, that we weren't able to actually run events or yeah. as many events. Okay, like, how do I change this? So creating more content and to be able to, to share things because for me, one of the things is that I got into more of that sustainability or environmental things because of my connection with myself and then through that, the connection with the earth and all of its beings. But different people are going to connect from different places but well-being is connected. Like our well-being and the well-being of the planet and the well-being of everyone else is connected. Mm -hmm. So seeing how can we integrate everything because everything actually is integrated. It doesn't like... If I start, you know, taking care of my body, then that's going to have usually a ripple effect on the impact that my personal choices are having on the environment and on our beings. And so everything is kind of like seeing one little choice that I make in my life has a huge ripple effect. And I never know how that is impacting someone else and then the impact that that person might have. So the more that we can actually do that, like for me, that's the aim. It's like changing the world, <laughs> like a small aim. But no, it's like being able to, to work on each person because mm. the world is made up of people. And the more that we all learn to become better in ourselves and whatever we think better is, then the better the world is going to be. And we need it now. Like the world is going through a lot of different changes in all of the different perspectives, both from the physical with climate change and with on the spiritual with all of the energetic changes that are happening. There's a lot going on. So we really need to take care of ourselves and we need to understand that we need to learn how to navigate these times and to be able to do that and having the tools and to unlock our inner resources is what is needed. I so agree. There's a shift happening at the moment. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I've, I was told by a beautiful human down in Collingwood. His name's Nang, and he owns a place called the Mad Calf. If mm -hmm. anybody is traveling through it, I highly recommend going. Um, and he was telling Luke and I that December 21st, 2020, which is the solstice, is also a major event in astrology called the Great Conjunction where Jupiter and Saturn come into alignment, allowing Earth to receive the largest amount of light from the sun in 5,000 years. And yeah, he was like, big things are happening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There is something that I always tell with this is that because I've been on this 
energy and spiritual like spheres for quite a while now that not everyone experiences that and everything that comes with a date it's a window and the windows are before and are after one of the things that my mom used to tell me because my mom is an astrologer one of the things that she does and she would always tell me you need to understand that the energies are there and you can use them or not use them mm. so if you understand oh there's a window of opportunity for these energies of change now of this like quantum leap am I going to use it because if I don't use it, nothing is going to happen. And sometimes there are some physical manifestations that we can see, ooh, that was a big change, you know, like whether that is a natural disaster or someone getting elected to be a president of a big country or something like that. But sometimes there's no visible thing, yet the change happened. And there's thousands of people that actually did that change. So it's understanding how do we want to use them? And the more that we know that those windows of opportunities or those portals are there, the easier it is for us to engage with that. Because again, it's like that energy is going to be there. Do I want to jump into that water and actually use it? Or am I going to stay where I am, be comfortable with what it is and not upgrade myself or change myself? or go with the direction that the world is going. Because the universe is going in a direction that not everyone is ready for. And I believe that not everyone will change. Mm. Yeah, and I guess it's, that's all just part of the evolution. Mm. Everything that's happened up until now, you know, it was supposed to happen that way. And, yeah, I mean, you might look back and be like, whoa, terrible things happened and are still happening. But yeah, as you just said, not everybody's going to change, but they're all incremental. All of that's a prerequisite to where the universe is going. And you can kind of choose to be on that love boat as such, or mm. you might choose not to. You might not have the awareness to either. So yeah, yeah interesting. Mm. Cool topics. Final question. How can people find out more about you? Uh, they can find out more on Facebook or Instagram or going to a website of Conscious Action, that is consciousaction.co.nz or on social is Conscious Action NZ or find me by my name, Brian Berneman, uh, brianberneman.com or on social media, although I stopped kind of using my own social media a little bit because it was too much uh, or you being you, that's where some of the online courses are, so youbingyou.org. Everything, though, is connected, so if you just Google me, you'll find some of this information. Amazing. And then final words. Do you have a little golden nugget, a quote, or something to leave us with and maybe inspire? <laughs> Ooh, okay. I think that the biggest thing is living life fully. Hmm. Living life fully. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Brian. Namaste. Cool insights from Brian. I learned a lot in that episode talking with him. 
If you are curious to learn more about Brian and his work and didn't quite catch his website before, it is brianburnyman.com. And if you live in Auckland, I would highly recommend seeing if you can find him for one of his sound baths. They really are incredible and very powerful. And if you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your friends and maybe even leave us a review on the iTunes podcast app. Thank you so much for listening and look forward to sharing more with you soon.